Welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show. And USA Wealth Group, ladies and gentlemen, helps protect your family's financial future. Uh, they're experienced, they're knowledgeable, they're wonderful. Nobody does it better than Ray Lance. And, uh, you know, I, I know that it's our responsibility, Ray, to raise our family, but your job is to help secure that financial future for our family. So your job is very important. Well, thank you, Phil, and thank you for those kind words. Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I want to remind you that you're listening to Money Wise, and we are going to be doing some seminars on Social Security. Uh, they're going to start on September 30th, October 1st, and October 2. And the specific subject is going to be Savvy Social Security Planning and what baby boomers need to know to maximize retirement income. We'll be talking about some other topics that relate to retirement income as well as Social Security. Mm -hmm. If you have interest in attending one of these seminars, and especially if you're between the ages of 58 and 66 and you haven't really thought much about Social Security, uh, get some proper advice. Come to one of our seminars. Give us a call at 508 998-8858 would be happy to schedule a reservation for you. So my question today is, is it time for you to get a financial checkup? Mm -hmm. When did you last have a financial checkup or have you ever? If you keep your own budget and nobody has looked at it for you, let us give you a hand. We'll be happy to take care of that. And the second question relating to that is, are you spending more now and enjoying it less? People tend to do that. Make sure you have a spending plan. Um, we see clients a lot that have uh, too much debt in credit cards. It's too easy today. I've seen people with absolutely perfect credit scores and perfect uh, credit reports. And unfortunately, what's happened is that they keep getting credit card offers. And they've been using the new credit cards to help take cash money uh, advances and then make the payments on the old credit cards. Not good. I had one um, elderly lady. Um, which is defined as older than me. And uh, she had over $50,000 in credit card debt. She had absolutely perfect credit. She paid everything exactly on time, but she had reached the point of the pyramid wasn't going to go any higher, mm -hmm. and uh, she actually filed bankruptcy. Uh, we don't do that kind of work, obviously. Uh, we do right. financial planning, and, and uh, we give a lot of advice on how to handle finances. Um, but we can uh, happily refer somebody to someone who does bankruptcy work. There are a number of lawyers in the community that do good work in that area, and sometimes that's necessary. We may be spending more because things are more costly every year. Yes, cost of living is definitely going up. But, um, you know, if you aren't earning money or if you aren't sleeping, for most people, you're out spending, and you're spending money today. Mm -hmm. And we don't want that to happen. So create a spending plan. We can help you do that. I did meet with a gentleman just recently. It was in this past week. Um, he has some very significant financial issues. But the good thing is he also has some property with some equity in it. So in his particular situation, we are going to be looking at a reverse mortgage. And he needs to retire now. I mean, he's of that age. Mm -hmm. um, he needs to retire. He will have Social Security income. Uh, there's a, a smaller government pension. He could get by on his pension and his Social Security comfortably if he had a plan to take care of the debt. So in his particular situation, we're going to help him uh, pull all of his debts together, create a plan, mm -hmm. uh, possibly set up a reverse mortgage for him, and retire all the debt. 
And we're going to take a lot of stress off his life in the process. You bet. So know what your own hot buttons are, for example. Um, you know, I know people, myself included, I can go into Barnes & Noble to get one particular book or magazine I'm looking for, and it would be real easy for me to spend $100 in just a few minutes mm-hmm. because I love books, right. and it's tempting, and you see it. Well, maybe for me it's books, and maybe for somebody else it's shoes or you know, if you go in to buy one shirt in Macy's because they're on sale and you see three others that look really nice, too, and you walk out with four shirts, you know, what is your hot button? Uh, and stick to your plan. If you're going to go in to buy one thing, buy the one thing yeah. only. With me, it's Kalamata olives. Is that what it is? Are they hard to get? <laughs> the pitted ones? I don't know. <laughs> so you're very precise about that. Yes. <laughs> well, you know... Um, Henry Ford once said, uh, the man who created Ford Motor Company, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. The greatest thing in life is to keep your mind young. There you go. So so you have to learn about not buying olives, (laughs) and I have to spend less money on books. But whatever your hot button is, um, we all need to do something of that nature. So there are many, many things. We all get into bad spending habits. Um, And one bad habit is uh, not setting a budget. We've talked about that. Number two bad habit is just using coupons from the Sunday paper. Mm -hmm. Use coupons all the time. There are websites for getting coupons. You can save money. Sure. Do you know that every time I go to BJ's to get supplies for the office, for example, I always make sure that the coupon books that get mailed, they're clipped, they're torn out, they're organized. And then I look at them again when I go there. And every single time I go to BJ's to get office supplies, I've saved 10 or $15. Isn't that great? It's not a small amount of money. No, that's And wonderful. why throw yeah. it away if the coupons are there? So use coupons, not just uh, Sunday. Um, hmm. Do you always make it a habit to buy something that's brand new? Maybe there's less expensive options. Cars are a big one. Everybody knows that it's if you buy a good late model used car, you're not paying for all the depreciation that you lose the minute you walk out the door with a brand new car. Right. So that's something to think a look, take a look at. Um, I mentioned this once before, and I know it sounds silly, but money adds up. It's incredible how it adds up. I walk home at the end of the day. If I've got change, coins in my pocket, it goes into a jar. Next time I go out and buy something, I break a dollar bill or a five dollar bill, whatever mm-hmm. it is for that. Mm-hmm. Walk home with some change in my pocket, it goes in the jar. And the jar's getting pretty full. Mm-hmm. When that jar's full, I'm betting that there's going to be $100 in that jar. Now, here's what I have observed. Are you ready? Go ahead. The jar fills up when I use cash, but if I'm going to be charging everything on my credit card, very, very little. Uh, coins go into that jar, and nothing, I know nothing. nothing goes into it. So I know whether I'm using the credit card too much or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's a good point as well. But, um, you know, pay cash for anything you can pay cash for. Stop yep. using your credit cards. Mm-hmm. If you have a credit card and you get a bill, at the end of the month, pay whatever you charged on that account. If you have already built up a larger balance, and uh, don't just pay the minimum. It takes 17 years approximately. If you stopped with a $3,000 balance and you just start paying your minimum payment every month, right. nothing more, 
It's going to take about 17 years before you pay off that credit mm-hmm. card. Now, folks come in to see you, Ray, and ask you, should I pay off the car? Should I pay off this? You'll give them that kind of good financial oh, advice. Absolutely. And I'll see clients all the time. They'll say, maybe they've done an annuity in the past, and maybe it's paying them 5% interest, for example. And they'll say, I was thinking of taking money out of my annuity to do this. And I'll say, what do you have in the bank? And they'll have money in the bank. And I'll say, what are you earning at the bank? And they're earning less than 1%. Oh, yeah. Use your bank account money first. Mm-hmm. Let the other money accumulate because it's paying a higher interest. Sure. Same thing is true when it comes to paying something off. We will pay off or we'll, we'll suggest to somebody pay off first the credit card that has the highest interest rate assigned to it because that's costing you the most money. So here's what happens. Let's say you have a credit card with a $1,000 balance and the interest rate is 29% and many of them are. You can't get ahead making the minimum payment. You're paying mostly interest and it just keeps accumulating. The only one that's making money is not you but the bank that has the credit card. Right. So have a budget. Um, Don't carry a balance on your department store credit cards. If you charge something at a department store, let's say it's Macy's, and you get your Macy's bill, pay it off. Don't don't let it continue to accumulate and go out and get something more. Um, go to places like uh, BJ's and um, Sam's Club and so forth where you can buy things cheaper, or uh, certainly Market Basket. You know, check out the stores, compare prices always. Yeah. But your spending habits cost you a lot of money. Try this little experiment. If you're used to going to Starbucks or someplace like that and getting yourself a you know, a, a double decaf latte in the morning, and you put it on your debit card. Look at your debit card bill and see how much did you spend that week on that cup of coffee. Right. And sometimes you'll see that you spent 20 or $30 on that cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. So uh, find out what your dirty little secrets are that you yeah. like to spend money on, whether it's olives. Pitted. Pitted. <laughs> <laughs> Or books. But track your spending. You've got to cut down your spending. You can't save money if you don't cut down on your spending. So, yes, we can help with debt plans. We can uh, take a general debt plan. When you come to see me or somebody in my office, it's not always about, gee, do you have a lot of money? We can help you invest and buy an annuity or something of that nature. It's how can we help you solve your financial problem? Um, I had a woman not long ago who came in. And she was told by another financial advisor she had $300,000 in investments. And she was told, uh, and she's 70, you don't have enough money to retire. Mm. And she has Social Security, and she had that much money. And I created a plan for her and showed her exactly how she could retire and still keep a good chunk of that money for emergencies and, and useful, useful yeah. uh, other, other useful purposes. So... Um, Take the time to do a plan. If it's a debt plan, we'll show you how to get out of debt. And there is a solution. There's always, always a solution. I would like to remind uh, everyone before uh, we run out of time today that one of the things that we do in our office is we're happy to provide free handouts information uh, that would be very useful to you. For example, we have something that we're also going to provide at our Social Security seminars, and it's called the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. It is terrific. It's like in six pages, laminated all together in a nice handout uh, folder. It's a handy-dandy guide to Social Security. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell you everything, but it tells you a lot. A budget form. We can send you a budget form. Everybody listening should have a budget. 
uh, we can help you uh, prepare it. We can help you just give you the piece of paper. Uh, we have a document called Retirement Redefined, Making Your Wealth Last a Lifetime. That's a fairly new publication for us. We're happy to provide that. Or Solving the Retirement Income Dilemma. We can hand you that document. And uh, we also have something called Key Financial Data for 2014. So um, I want to continue with a couple of the tips and pointers. But I just want to ask you to ask yourself, what can you do to improve your own financial life? Well, there's always something you can do. You know, when I was a when I was a kid, um, Phil, my family didn't have credit cards. Nobody in the in the country had credit cards at that point in time, and my parents paid cash for everything. Mm-hmm. As and mine did, yeah. If they didn't have the money, they didn't go out and charge something at a department store. They waited until yeah. they had the money saved. We lived the same way, Ray. The and, same. And that's exactly. how this country was was raised, and how this country was brought up. Yeah. But boy, it's only taken a short period of time, a few decades, and the whole picture has changed entirely. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents uh, had modest occupations. My dad was in the service for 20 years in the Marine Corps. Uh, then he worked for an insurance company for mm-hmm. 20 years. Then he retired. That was the plan at that time. And he had two pensions. He had a pension from the insurance company. He had a pension from the military. And he retired comfortably. Mm-hmm. My mother worked all her life as a bookkeeper. So we never had huge amounts of money, um, but we did have a television. We had a single car in the family, and now people have two cars, three cars, and so forth, and cars for the kids, and they support it all. And our lifestyles have really expanded, but um, so has our credit, unfortunately, and so has our, our indebtedness. And often your parents would say to you, we can't afford this. Yeah. Today you see kids go in the store, you know, can I have this, can I have this, can I have this, and the parents buy it. If we didn't have the money, if it wasn't a birthday, if it wasn't a holiday time, we didn't buy it. We never had those things. Mm-hmm. So today you need to ask yourself, can you afford it? Um, I don't remember when I got my first credit card. It was probably sometime in college, I suspect. Yeah, mine was too. It was a Gulf Oil credit card. Yep. Their biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to have a Gulf card too. I don't have that any longer. Yeah. But that was one of my first as well. <laughs> and that was handy. And boy, you felt like a pretty big deal when you had that card in your wallet, Absolutely. didn't you? And uh, so I won't ask you, I won't embarrass you on the air, Phil, and you won't embarrass me, but I wonder if we compared wallets right now, how many different cards we would have in our wallet. Oh. It's become a way of life. Yeah, yeah. So what we have to do is make sure that it that we control the cards yeah. and that they don't control us. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we were talking about security recently and the credit card theft and the theft of ID numbers and so forth with Home Depot and Target and Citicorp and some of the other institutions. There's more than one reason to look at your credit card statement every month. So here's the number one habit I'm going to give you right now. Take the time every single month, everybody listening, when your credit card statement comes in, take a look at it. And if it comes in to you electronically, online, make sure you take the time to look at it. I suspect that's a problem today because if people aren't getting paper statements, they just don't even bother taking a look at what's on the computer. Right. But if you take a look and see what's online 
on your credit card statement or in the paper statement, it's going to do two things. It's going to let you know whether anybody has charged anything fraudulently to your card. Yes. Then more importantly, and just as importantly, it's going to show you where you've spent your money. And then just, just for the fun of it, add some of that stuff up. And again, I think the worst offender is the, the debit card. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people in my own family who pay for everything with a debit card. Mm-hmm. And you don't control your spending. If you had to reach in your pocket and pay for it with cash instead of a debit card, you wouldn't spend as much. So take the time to do that. Um, if you think that you can save money, um, I'm going to tell you you can save a lot more money by saving loose change, by just controlling your spending. Um, one of the stories I heard from a woman recently was she kept every quarter she ever got, and she started that when her kids were very young, and she saved $10,000, which went towards God. her son's college tuition. My goodness. Just saving quarters from the time the child was first born. I had a young couple um, about two weeks ago came in. They were expecting their first child. Um, and they're both very squared away in terms of their thinking. Even though their first baby hasn't quite yet been born, it's the next couple of weeks, uh, they want to start a plan for college saving for the child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to tell you about a couple of articles that were in the paper just recently. Uh, this past week on uh, Thursday, September 11th, is an article called Debt Has Become My Undoing. And it talks about a woman who uh, is going to be 81 by the time she finishes paying off her student loans. She did go through a divorce. She had some health issues. She had an underwater mortgage. And she went back to school late and took out student loans to help her get through college. Well, it's a wonderful thing. But now she doesn't have the resources to pay back her student loans. Does she have a job because of her education? Yes, she does have a job, um, but she's also, uh, well, she's 57 years old right now. But the length of time it's going to take her to pay off her loan, she'll be 81 by the time she finishes paying it off. So you have to measure those things. Of course. And um, student loan debt uh, amongst ages 65 to 74, Mm -hmm. that age group, age 65 to age 74, used to be only 1% of the population. Now it's 4% of the population in that age group has student loan debt. So the amount is huge. And by the way, um, if anyone thinks they will solve their problem by filing a bankruptcy petition, student loan debt uh, is not dischargeable in bankruptcy, nor are taxes. We're going to do a a show uh, probably about a month or so from now on college funding and college finances. There was also an article recently... And if you think that credit card debt applies to just people of lower means or moderate income, it doesn't. Uh, Last weekend on September 6th and 7th, the Wall Street Journal had a big article called You're Spending Too Much. Mm -hmm. And it's a story about a woman and her husband earning more than $200,000 a year, but they had a personal chef, they had a housekeeper, they had housekeeper, designer clothing, they took vacations a couple of times a year in Hawaii, and suddenly they found out they had $300,000 in credit card debt. They did work with an advisor, and it took them three years, but they get the debt back down to about $40,000. Wow. My point is that this story is very interesting. You know, even though lower-income earners have hardships and financial struggles, and they're more serious perhaps when they occur, 
a lot of people who are making a lot of money are also spending too much. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly somebody in their office will get laid off. Uh, and it happens even to lawyers and law firms. And if you don't have something set up for an emergency and if your debt's too high, you can get into real trouble real fast. And it can happen more quickly than you think. And it can happen in the professions as well. Right. So get your spending un- under control. Have a spending plan. If you're in a situation where you don't know how to do that, or if you're already in a difficult financial situation, we're not looking to see people who just have lots of money to spend or want to buy life insurance and annuities or invest for retirement. Of course, we help those people, and that's mostly what we do. But we also help people who have difficulties and don't know if they can retire and don't know if they can afford to do this or to do that. Or how am I going to get out of this problem? And uh, we can help on that side of the equation as well. So again, um, your question you need to leave and ask yourself today is, what can you do to improve your own financial life? What can you do to protect your own family and provide for college, legacy, and so forth? And if you would like to get started improving your own financial life, do a financial checkup. Take the time to assemble your information, make an appointment, come in to see me. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'd be happy to meet with you. And a quick last reminder, we're going to be doing seminars on savvy social security planning and how to maximize retirement income on Tuesday, September 30th at White's Restaurant in Westport. Wednesday, October 1, at the Century House in Acushnet, and Thursday, October 2, in our office on Fonts Corner Road. Give us a call at 998-8858. We'd be more than happy to schedule a reservation for you or to help you solve your problems. And thank you so much for listening. And, Phil, thank you for being such a gracious host every week. Oh, it's a pleasure. Really, as we learn so much, thank you. Thanks to USA Wealth Group, Ray. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do contact USA Wealth Group. The number, once again, is 508-998-8858. And you will find financial peace of mind. They're wonderful people, so call them. Until next Sunday at the same time, 8 to 9 o'clock. On behalf of Ray Lance and USA Wealth Group, so long, everybody. And good Sunday morning.